0: Welcome to the Language 180 podcast, where we talk about gospel fluency across cultures. Today, we get to hear from April, who talks about joy, the joy of learning language, but ultimately it's the joy of sharing the gospel with our lost neighbors and of of discipling new believers. This is really the reason why we learn language. Good, it's recording. Okay, April from South Asia, thanks so much for just talking with us about why we learn language in our context. If you just want to share a little bit about your context and maybe answering the question, why are you learning the language where you live?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love language conversations and so this is my jam. Um, My name is April. I've been in South Asia for the last three years. I'm currently on stateside, but I'm preparing to return to South Asia, hopefully in a couple of months. Um, And yeah, so language learning. Before I ever hit the field, God has given me a love for learning languages because language and people go hand in hand. Like you can't mm-hmm. separate the two. In order to communicate with people, you must communicate with them using language, like whether it's sign language, whether it's language that comes from your mouth. Like you need language to communicate with people. And so in our job as ministers of the good news is like working with people is engaging people's hearts. And so language is the tool, language is the avenue to be able to do our jobs well. And so when I think of an artist, an artist would want the best kind of paintbrushes or canvases or whatever it is that they needed to do their jobs well. When I think of a carpenter, the carpenter would want nothing but the best to be able to do their jobs. And I think as, Ms, as laborers, it's the same thing. Like we should want nothing but the best to be able to do our jobs well. And if our job is highly concentrated on people and engaging people's hearts, then language is the avenue to do that. So why wouldn't we pursue language? Um, I think, experiencing life as a foreigner in other contexts has given me a little bit more of a realization as to the importance of language. So I graduated from the University of Illinois in 2012 and we had a lot of international students um, from all over the world and I remember just in my ignorance being like they don't want to make friends with the Americans they just like hanging out with their own people like the Koreans just like hanging out with other Koreans and speaking their language whatever. Um, But then one semester in university, I studied abroad in Ecuador. And so that was the first time that I experienced being a foreigner in another place and not knowing the language. And I have one specific memory of being at the bookstore at my university looking for my textbooks and just being so lost and so confused and feeling all sorts of insecurity and shame and doubt and just all sorts of whatever. And somebody came up to me, like a local Ecuadorian and in English, asked if I needed help and helped me with the process. And that was just the beginning of what ended up being a great relationship for the rest of my time studying abroad there. And it was because she knew my language. And so even though it was a little bit different, like I was a foreigner and I should have been the one like speaking Spanish to her and engaging her. Um, just what happened in my heart when she was able to communicate with me in a time of need in my language i realized oh like those international students like that's what i like i wish i can engage them in their heart language in times where they're probably feeling um insecure or feeling whatever emotions that they're experiencing and just realizing that as we step into the places that we are aiming to minister even though we are stepping into people's home countries They're coming with all sorts of burdens, Um, whether they're lost or saved. We live in a broken world um, and it's hard and they have their insecurities. They've got pain. They have everything they're going through. And so to be able to engage them and communicate with them in their heart language um, just does something tremendously for the for the way that we're able to relate to them. Um, The last thing that I wanted to be able to include in this is just. I don't know how it is in most places, but I know where I serve English and the ability to speak English is highly connected with socioeconomic status. And so the people who speak English are the ones that are more wealthy, the ones that are like looked more favorably upon in society. And so could I spend all my time with the people that all of society looks up to Yes. um, But one, that's not necessarily the example that I see in scripture. I see Jesus aiming to reach all sorts of people, not just the top tier. And two, I've seen many of my friends feel super insecure about not being able to speak English, feeling very uneducated, feeling very shameful And so just seeing how many barriers have been broken because I've taken the time to be able to speak their language. And it's like, wow, like I can communicate with you. Um, I have so many questions that I've always wanted to ask certain people, but I just, I don't know English. And mostly when foreigners come, they only speak English, so I can't talk to them. Um, But just seeing, uh, being able to go deep in relationship, um, especially with people who don't think very highly of themselves because we live in a culture that values speaking English and says, if you speak English, it shows that you're educated. It shows that you are a valuable member of society. And if you don't speak English, um, yeah, it shows that you're an uneducated, you're a villager, whatever it is. And I don't agree with that at all. I do think some of my non-English speaking friends are some of the smartest people that I know, um, but this is just a lie that the society continues to perpetuate, and so to be able to speak words of value and worth in their language to people who hear otherwise, I think is powerful.
0: Yeah, it is so true, and I I love your um, your enthusiasm and and you know you describing kind of that shift from uh, being discouraged at that kind of that spot in the library when when a friend came up and, and engaged you in your heart language to be able to help you and how that's helped motivate you to see the need to be able to do that. But how have you sustained your uh, positivity, your enthusiasm? Uh, How do you see, like, when you when you look at the long haul, (laughs) because language learning is a Mm -hmm. long haul. How do you actually celebrate those wins? What what uh, yeah, what what's what's it like for you to just sustain a sense of purpose and um, enthusiasm in the language learning journey?
1: I think having my whys, like why am I doing this, is super duper helpful. And I have them written down and I try to review them like very regularly. So I have a language learning journal and on the first page are my whys. And so there's two languages that I'm working on. There's a language of my host culture and there's also like Spanish, just making sure I'm keeping it up and perfecting. Um, And so I have whys for both languages. And so making sure that I'm reviewing those whys. Also, so I am a huge YouTube fan. I'm always on YouTube watching all sorts of random videos about anything. But whenever I get discouraged and I feel like I can't do it, I love watching language learner videos. And so other people who are aiming to learn languages or other people who have learned languages talking about their experiences And so just seeing them and the fact that they're doing this too, or they're able to do it reminds me like, wait a second, I could do this too. Like God has designed our brains to be able to do this. And so whenever the lie comes to my mind of, oh, I'll never reach this language level. I'll never be able to communicate um, with the fluency that I desire. I remind myself, like, no, people have gone before me and have done this because God has designed our brains to be able to do this. Um, God will equip us with all the things that we need to be able to do what he's called us to do. And so with that, I'm able to move forward. So yeah, just to sum it up, realizing that other people have done it. And so I can do it too, because it's the same God who's designed our brains to do it. And also just making sure I have my whys written down um, that I review regularly.
0: Yeah, that is so um, helpful to hear. And even you describing um, hearing people talk about doing things that maybe you know, it's like, oh wow, you can do that. So it's like actually say, you know, realizing that you can learn a language, you can actually make progress. you can you you can see yourself doing things uh, that you might not have thought you'd been able to do. And then you were describing, you know, how God has equipped you in this, and for just stepping into that reality of, of God equipping us for this task. And I wanted to hear a little bit more from that. Maybe even how God has come alongside you to provide encouragement in those times when maybe you know you've hit kind of a plateau or or whatever. Just things to to help encourage you to keep keep uh, keep uh, to keep moving forward in um, in in uh, your language learning through encouragement or, you know, just to be able to sense God's presence?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. One, it's just like as believers, we aim to bring God into everything that we do. I really love the book Practicing the Presence of God, just like trying to maintain that ongoing conversation with him. So having prayer times, but also just aiming to talk to him all day long about the big things and the little things. And so I'm one that forgets things and loses things all the time. So I'm always praying and asking God to remind me of things that I'm likely to forget and to remind me where I place fill in the blank. And he always does miraculously. So language is very similar of just like, as I'm studying vocab, asking him like, God bring these words to recall when I need to use them and he'll do it. It's the (laughs) craziest thing where I'll speak And a word will come to mind and it's just like, I know that that was prompted by the Holy spirit. Like I can't say, Oh, it's because like, I have the best vocabulary technique. Like I have some techniques, but a lot of it is like, I know that I know that I know that God reminded me of that word. He gave me that word that I committed to memory two years ago that I haven't used since but He brought up out of nowhere, but through prayer, because I'm constantly asking him, God, um, Fill me with your spirit today to do the things that you've called me to do, um, including speak the language to these people that you've called me to. Um, And so, yeah, I think prayer is a huge part of it. And just seeing that he does it. There's so many times where I'll need to train using local language or do whatever. And so praying for the training and then praying specifically for language in that. And it's funny because it's like I'll pray before I train and say, God, like, help me communicate in the language so that people are able to understand that they'll be engaged in all of that. And he'll totally answer that prayer. The prayer will be great. And then afterwards, as people are coming up to me, I'll be like fumbling. And I'll realize, <laughs> oh, perhaps I should have prayed for the whole day, not just for the training. But it's just like, it's just, it's a funny thing of just like, God, okay. Like, it shows me that I still have room to grow. But at the same time, like when I pray very specifically, like God, like help me in this specific scenario, help me in this ministry endeavor. He always does it. In times where once that endeavor is over and I'm having casual conversations and I'm fumbling, it's a humble reminder that I need to continue to stay attached to Him and continue to pray and not get um, proud, not get prideful, because that is a tendency of mine as well.
0: I love it. I love it. I love hearing you describe it, practicing the presence of. God in your life, working in you and through you, through prayer and and just in the whole language learning process. And, and he's got a sense of humor, doesn't he? I mean, you know, <laughs> he calls to keep praying.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, and I love it that he's so faithful. He's so faithful to answer our prayers and um, to walk alongside us and um, and to help us to see that it is him mm-hmm. who, who, who does it in us and through us as we work hard. To learn the language and to put ourselves in relationships and to and to get out of the apartment or the house and make mm-hmm. those connections. But he is faithful to to work in and through us and then to you know make sure that we give him the glory for it, like you mm-hmm. said. Yeah, he's he so is good. So faithful. Yeah.
0: You know, I I think about just uh trying to help people see that as you learn the language, you can really step into ministry. And I'm just hearing you describe that in such um vibrant ways it's so encouraging to hear you know that you can i mean, just hearing you describe you know praying uh that the lord would would give you that fluency and he does mm-hmm. and uh and people and that's a testimony to those around you those you're discipling those you're sharing your faith with and that's so wonderful to hear april is there anything else as we kind of wrap this up that you would like to just share as a, as a word of encouragement or a word of um of exhortation or whatever anything uh that comes to mind
1: I just believe in having fun. And so I highly encourage language learners to look for ways to make the language learning process fun. Um, So instead of just being like, okay, I'll start having fun once I hit this language goal and I'm done with full-time language, it's like, how do you incorporate fun into how you're learning language? Like, how do you enjoy it? Because I just believe as human beings, we're more likely to do things that we enjoy. Um, And so instead of focusing on the finish line, focus on the journey, which sounds very woo, but um, I think it's (laughs) helped me a ton when it's not just like, I'm not just focusing on memorizing grammar charts or whatnot, although that's important, looking for ways to have fun while enjoying the language and really focusing on the journey and not just the destination that whatever your organization has set for you.
0: Man, that is such an encouraging word. It is. And I'm just picturing that now, and I'm sure that everybody hearing this will be Mm -hmm. deeply encouraged because it is really all about, you know, the joy of the gospel and learning language and and just enjoying the process Mm -hmm. uh, or the journey, as you were describing, as God takes us into these, um, you know, these spaces to be able to share the gospel with those around us in their language as we learn it. That's so great to hear. Mm. Thanks, April, so much for sharing this with us.
1: Encouraging words. Thank you. This is such good conversation for me. Like I love, I love all of this. I am so encouraged to talk to you guys. Again, like most of my friends get so bored whenever I talk about language (laughs) learning. And so just to find other people who love, I feel like we should have a club, like hashtag I love language learning or something. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's just so fun. One thing I forgot to um, add, I guess, if we have a follow-up conversation is, again, I remember one time, like when I was in Ecuador, I would have to do research papers and things like that. And so I got to a point in Spanish where I was able to read articles in English or in Spanish for whatever paper I needed to write. Um, And then when I went back to America, like any research paper that I use, I realized like, oh, I didn't have to just use English articles. I can also look at articles that were written in Spanish that had never been translated. Mm -hmm. I could read books that have never been translated into English. And then it hit me. By knowing this language, it just opened me up to a whole different world. Like, now I have access to, like, resources that I didn't have access to before. I'm open to relationships that I didn't have access to before, all because of this language. And so I just felt like I had been living life walking in and out of one door But now there's two and behind this other door was just like new people, new books, new music, new movies was just like literally I'm on another planet. Like I got to travel to another planet. It felt like because of this language. And so with every language you learn, it's a whole nother door that gets open. And when you open that door, it's just like, again, a whole nother planet with new relationships, with new music, with new things, with new just whatever to enjoy. And so. And a wider perspective. Yeah. 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 And just like you get to hear, like, again, I asked you guys about the book that you wrote and if it's translated to Spanish, which I mean, like, I love reading things translated, but it's also so fun to read books that are originally written in that language because so much of the culture is reflected and way of thinking is reflected instead of just reading something translated. And so you just get exposed to all of that, but it comes with intentionality and in learning language, but it's so worth it.
0: Well, it was so good to hear from April. This was actually a post-interview portion that I added because I thought it would be really good for us to continue to hear a little bit more from her about what it means to actually walk in the joy of learning language and sharing the gospel. Join us next time for the Language 180 podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode.